Attention parents and coaches. Do you wish you had a safe social media platform for your youth athletes? Fortunately for you, there's a revolutionary new app that helps with just that. Introducing Small Player Big Play. Small Player Big Play app provides young athletes, parents, and coaches a user-friendly sports social media platform. The app allows users to connect with friends, make new friends, create groups, text, chat, and post pictures and videos of you and your teammates participating in your favorite sport or activity. To begin, users can simply download and sign up for the app using an email account. Younger users have the ability to sign up using their smartphone and a parent's email address. From there, users can begin to interact and engage with other users of the app. Small Player Big Play app also gives users the ability to live stream full games and events. You can live stream your event so that friends, family, or anyone in the world can see you in action. Users can also share posts from the app to their other social media accounts like Facebook and Twitter. What are you waiting for? Get in the game and share your love of sports with the world. Download the Small Player Big Play app today. Listening to the Bulldog Hour, getting you inside the Wilson football program with weekly game previews, recaps, highlights, and interviews. Now, here are your hosts, Joe Mays and Justin Rapoff. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Bulldog Hour. I'm one of your hosts, Joe Mays, and sitting across from me is Mr. Justin Rapoff. Yeah, it's uh, good to be here. I I know last week we were hoping that we would be able to have a Bulldog Hour this week, so um, I'm glad everything worked out that that's the case. Yeah, and you're a bit in the dark. I should have turned on a little bit more light, but you are there across from me, and we're ready to talk about the 2020 Wilson football season, which is right around the corner. Finally, here we are, yeah. <laughs> three weeks Later, um, we knew it was delayed, but things are moving in the right direction now. I saw Drago tweeted out earlier. I feel like I'm three weeks behind. <laughs> like, guess he is. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I got it. Good one. I like it. It's a. It's great. So we did have our last show three weeks ago, episode four of our sixth season, and we had live interviews with uh, Wilson's head athletic trainer Kiernan Melagrana and head coach Doug Doms. And just kind of talked about the situation surrounding the coronavirus pandemic and COVID-19, talked about the health and safety protocol, and we talked a little bit about the pending season. Of course, at that time, we didn't even know if there necessarily was going to be a season. The, that was before the PIAA meeting, right, correct? The yeah. PIAA had, it was just three days before that, that the governor's office had said that they recommended canceling everything until the new year. And the PIAA had delayed everything uh, by two weeks. The LL League and Berks Leagues had done the same thing, delaying actually an additional week with football heat acclimatization starting tomorrow. So what better way to kick off the actual start of football season than talking with six of our senior players, and that is the point of tonight's episode. So we are going to do that uh, momentarily. We just have a quick few things we want to roll through like we do every show, and that is all about um, our housekeeping stuff. We just want to really mention our sponsors. It's very important to us that we uh, highlight their contributions to the show, and that would be May Sandwich Shop and Small Player Big Play, the app for youth athletics. 
and uh, Safe Social Media. They are a sponsor of the show, and they are the advertisement you heard from us at the top of the show. So we appreciate their uh, continued uh, support and sponsorship, as well as our anonymous donors and um, you know a couple people that have always helped us out. We appreciate them, uh, too. Now, there's also other ways you can help us besides sponsorship, advertising, and uh, donations. Visit the website and spread the word, like, and share. Now, we will be having another show again. It will be two, in two weeks' times. We will not have a show Labor Day weekend. We will be back two weeks later, and it will actually be the Sunday after the scrimmage. So it will be Sunday, September 13th. And I'm hoping that maybe we'll have some interviews with the assistant coaches and we will talk about the scrimmage. And the scrimmage is taking place on Friday, September 11th against Kukalico, which is a, an right. addition and a change to the schedule since the last time Correct. We were when, on the show. Correct. When the LL League made their adjustments, they included, they kind of took over that um, the scheduling of uh, the scrimmages as well, correct? Yeah, they yeah. were kind of like, hey, let's keep this all in-house, in-league. In right. Let's do it this way. So that was one of the significant things, uh, changes that happened uh, with the schedule. The first uh, match this year will be against Cucalico on Friday, September 11th. I believe it starts at 6 o'clock. But again, no one's allowed in. So when it starts is not necessarily uh, <laughs> of that much interest to everyone other than the people playing. Then the schedule is finally set. It's ready to roll. Again, when we talked three weeks ago, we did not know all the information that we know now. Mifflin was brought back on the schedule. It was supposed to be September 4th. It is now September 18th. It, Wilson is hosting. And then the next week, the 25th, was supposed to be at Mannheim Central. It is now at Mannheim Township. As the LL League flip-flopped the final game of the season with the, the, uh, the crossover week, just to ensure that teams got to play or hopefully play all their section games before playoffs get started. And playoffs start that last week of what would have been the regular season, right. October 30th, right before Halloween. So if you are if you make the playoffs, you drop that last game, which in now would be a crossover game. Correct. And therefore, I guess, technically not as significant or meaningful to the league play. No. And... Then you would move into your um, district game instead. Right. So it interesting to say though, because like now, you know, in some cases both teams might make the playoffs, but in other cases maybe only one of the teams makes the playoffs, and then you have someone left out. But. Right. Uh, but I, I think it definitely worked in Wilson's favor getting Mifflin on the schedule, playing the five section makes games, sense. and then playing, you know. I mean, honestly, I guess we don't want to play Mannheim Central because we want to be in the playoffs. Right. We yeah. don't want to be playing the Barons this year right. the way it works out because we want to be one of the four teams making the 6A field in District 3. So uh, that's the schedule. That's where we're at right now. Obviously, things can change. You know, Wilson can hopefully avoid issues themselves, but that doesn't mean anyone else will be issue-free. Right. So we will... Uh, we will roll with that. My dad says he thinks you belong in the dark, so this this suits well. I know you can't see. Well, uh, he was drafting in the fantasy draft last night like he was in the dark, so that that's fine. All right. I can imagine the emojis that are going to come through. <laughs> all right. So I think that's it. That's all the house cleaning. So I want to make sure that we bring in our senior players that are here with us. Just let me pull them up and get them active, and um, we'll be able to say hello to our senior 
players. All right. They are with us. So, guys, go ahead and unmute, and we'll get you uh, introduced here. All right. Awesome. So, hopefully, everyone can still hear me, both the interviewees and the people listening out there on the social media uh, pages. And uh, let's get some introductions here and hear the six players with us this evening. And um, let's uh, start with... uh, We'll just go in order, guys. Um, just jump in there, introduce yourself, let me know uh, your name and the positions you'll be playing on the team this year. Jabari, why don't you get us started? Hi, um, my name is Jabari Yabi. I play wide receiver on offense and DB defense. All right, Matt. Hi, uh, my name's Matthew Schrufer. I'll be playing right tackle on offense and defensive end. All right, Chase. My name is Chase Walters. Um, I'll be playing left tackle and a defensive tackle. All right, Adrian. My name is Adrian Santana. I'll be playing tight end on offense and middle linebacker on defense. All right, Jack. Jack, you up? Maybe not. Caleb? Um, Hi, my name is Caleb Brown. On offense, I play quarterback. And on defense, I play free safety. All right. I think Jack Jack may or may not be frozen, but Jack Wagner is with us as well. Uh, Okay, there he is. Sorry, cut out. I'm I'm Jack Wagner. I'm a kicker and punter. All right. Thanks, guys. Yeah, I just, I'll, I'll say it because I didn't say it in my intro. Obviously, we're doing all these uh, via remote and, um, you know, we have some issues with audio and video from time to time. So just bear with us as we uh, get these guys uh, interviewed here for you. And hopefully we can answer a lot of questions that the listeners have for you all. So we're going to start out with uh, just some introductory questions here. Uh, just let us know how your abbreviated summer workouts uh, were and what it was like to operate with the health and safety measures that the school had to um, put in place for you guys to get back out on the field. So anyone can jump in, just answer. Uh, just let us know how the summer went. You break, you're breaking up a little bit. All right. <clears throat> can you tell us how the summer workouts went? Um, summer workouts, for the most part, they went good. Obviously, it was shortened due to COVID, but we followed all the guidelines the school had us follow, and things went smoothly. So no issues, everything went smoothly, and uh, was yep. it pretty much yep. Uh, yep. after after adjusting to those health and safety measures, was it pretty much uh, the same, or was it a little bit different than years past? It was smaller groups, different uh, sets of people. How did it work? Yeah, so usually... We'll have four groups, and then, like, every Wednesday or so, we'll have a team challenge. But this year, we wanted to keep everyone socially distanced, so we split into three groups. And then we kind of just did on-field work instead of keeping everyone together and then making sure we clean all the lifting equipment, stuff like that. All right, excellent. All right, so uh, let's go here. Caleb, let's uh, talk to you about the quarterback position. Last year you were in an, in an open competition and you came away with the starting job. What's it been like this offseason and all summer knowing that you were the guy to lead the team? Um, coming into this year, I knew there was a lot more expectations due to me returning. So 
over the off season, I studied the playbook and I started creating connection with the new guys. And how do you have a much higher comfort level this year of entering the second year as a starter? Oh yeah, for sure. I remember last year going to CD, I was really nervous. Um, but this year, Palm, he could throw any play. He could throw any play at me, and I'll, I'll know what to do. And I could tell what uh, I could tell the guys where to go and where to align. Excellent, excellent. Um, let Let's switch gears and let's talk about the guys in front of you here. So we have two of them with us, and Chase Walters and Matt Trufer. Uh, guys, you have some huge shoes to fill with the, the five starters gone from 2019 all to graduation. Um, besides the two of you, who's going to step up and start, and who are some of the guys challenging for the other three offensive line positions? Uh, I think Trent Moss is planning on playing uh, center, and Ethan Ashcroft at left guard, and I think the right guard is Kyle Hassler. Okay. And what and what positions are you guys just refresh everyone's memory? What are the two spots, Chase and Matthew, that you're gonna be playing on offense? I'm at uh, left tackle and Matt would be a right tackle. Yep. Okay. And um, who are a few other guys that could see time in the rotation or are challenging for a starting spot? Um Zane Stevenson, he's a senior. He'd be going for um right guard. And I believe okay. uh Jack Dendle. Yeah, I was going to say Jack. Okay. So lots of moving parts, five spots to find. Do you think that those five have been solidified, or is it still open competition as you get ready to open camp? Uh, I think coming into this week, especially like first week with pads on, it's going to maybe change this week, and it's definitely still open. All right. So, guys, uh, we ask this question every year. It's one of mine and Justin's favorite. We talk about uh, the strong tradition of one-year starters at Wilson, guys that step up as seniors um, just when they're ready to uh, to get into action their senior year. They are really ready to go, and they kind of come out of nowhere. Um, who could that be in 2020? Who's a, a 2B senior this season that you think is going to have a great year? Darren Airmold, uh, he's yeah. a wide receiver. Um, he's been working really hard, especially in the offseason, improving his hand, his footwork and stuff like that. So I think he can put it up big this year. Anyone else jump out to you guys, uh, part of your senior class that maybe not too many people know about but could uh, make some waves this year? Um, Corey Powers. Mike Hell and Andon. Yeah. Okay, and then these guys are coming yeah, back Corey. out this year as seniors. Yeah, Corey's yep. going for tight end, and then Mike Hell and Andon, they're both going for slot receiver. Also, kick return, punt return. Yeah. All right, great. How many of you guys uh, want to play football at the next level in college? Do you guys hope to play there? Um, I know a few of you, I think, would like to, but uh, how about each of you give us an answer? Uh, let's go in order that we did the intro. So, uh, uh, Jabari, tell us about your plans uh, after high school. Does college football play a role, or uh, let us know what you're going to be studying? Um, college um, football right now is not really, like, it's not a priority to me. I'm looking just to go to college just for education and, like, just to get, like, my studies in. And I'm not sure what I want to, like, go to college for, but 
I have an internship for physical therapy, so that could be something I'd like to do. Oh, that's cool. That's awesome. All right, Matt, how about you? Uh, I was actually planning on doing a skilled trade and going to trade school. Oh, cool. And, um, yeah, I, don't, I wasn't really planning on doing any sports in college either. And what skilled trade are you going to focus on? I think carpentry. I really like doing that. Awesome. Chase, how about you? So, um, football is obviously a big part of my decision, but um, I do plan to go to college for a kinesiology just to become a PE teacher. And um, we'll decide about football um, when I decide what college I'm going to. All right, Adrian, how about you? Um, I'm still undecided on what I want to do for college, but I st- I want to go to college for football. I still want to play in the next level. Awesome. Okay. And uh, Jack, how's uh, recruiting going with you? Is that something you definitely want to pursue? Yeah, I'm definitely looking to play football in college. Um, I'm lucky enough because I want to do computer science, so most schools have that, so it's not too much of a worry, but it's definitely top priority for me. And uh, how has the recruiting process been so far? I know you've been going to camps and getting your name out there. Uh, do you have any offers? Or are there any leading offers that you have right now? Um, right now, I have one from your Sinus College, and I've talked to a few other coaches. But uh, right now, everything's pretty slow with COVID. It <laughs> keeps getting pushed back further and further. So this season and beyond is going to be pretty hectic with that, I think. And is it most likely your decision going to come down to the place kicking, or are you focused on punting this year as well? Um, during the off season, I'm sure you saw on my Twitter and stuff, I worked really hard on my punting, but I'm mainly a place kicker that can punt if needed for my school. That's what I'm going for. All right, and Caleb, how about you? Is there a football in your future in college, and where would you like to go, and what would you like to study? Um, football has been a huge part of my life, so I would like to play another four years. And currently I'm undecided on what major I would like. And, and ha- has there been much of recruiting going on right now? I know the coronavirus has made things really difficult, but have you been in contact with any coaches? Um, yeah, Corona. I was like this summer camps were going to be huge for me, but obviously those got canceled. So I controlled what I could control. I started, I would work out every day. Um, I put on 15 pounds of muscle, actually no, 20 pounds of muscle. I went from 165 to uh, 185. And then I, yeah, I've been talking to a few FCS coaches and division two coaches. Excellent. And now have they talked to you about using you at quarterback or are they focusing more on your defensive back role? Um, my More of my athletic ability. Okay, so just going in as an athlete and going wherever they need you. Yeah, I could play anywhere a coach would need me, whether that's quarterback, defensive back, even wide receiver. All right, excellent. And Caleb, you gave me a good segue into my next question for all six of you. And we'll start right there with you, Caleb, and work backwards this time. Uh, What aspect of your game have you most improved since the end of last season? Caleb, you mentioned about getting stronger, but is there something on the football field that you think you're much better at this year? Um. I would say my arm got very strong. Arm strength? Okay. Remember last year, I was th- I was throwing maybe 50 yards, 55 at max, but now I'm throwing 60 yards, 65. Excellent. And Jack, how about you? 
Um, probably improving my range of my field goals and my kickoffs. So I was probably at a comfortable range cap and at around 50 for field goals and probably about 55 now. And then for kickoffs, just increasing my touchback percentage. All right, Adrian, what about you? What have you improved most uh, in the offseason? This summer, I worked a lot on my speed and my footwork. All right, getting faster and uh, more agile. And Chase, yeah. how about you? I've been working on my uh, footwork and just trying to stay low on the line because I know I got a big spot to fill with uh, Nate Keller now gone. So, all right, Trooper. Uh, I've really worked on like the mental aspect, and I've went over the playbook a lot and know a lot more of the plays this year than I did last year. So I'm not lost when I'm on the field. All right, Jabari. I think my footwork improved the most, and I'm working on bursting off the ball, putting a little rocker step in, breaking down my hips, you know, just making a D-back guess. Like where I'm going. So, yeah, my footwork, I think I improved on that. Great, yes. All right, uh, Matt and Chase, one more for you guys at Offensive Line. You guys had been working with Coach Lorchek for the last two years. Now he has moved on to be the head coach at Muhlenberg. So um, uh, uh, little coach Dom's LCD is now your uh, primary coach, but we also got Chase Godfrey there to, to help out. Uh, how's the, been the transition from Coach Lorchek to uh, LCD and, and Coach Godfrey gone? It's been really good. LCD has helped us a lot and like walked us through a lot of stuff since like COVID we missed a lot. And I mean, they've, both him and Godfrey have picked up a lot of the same stuff that Lorchek did, but also like improved it. And, yeah. All right. So you're comfortable with, uh, with uh, Coach Doms and uh, Coach Godfrey uh, being you two uh, point guys this year? Yep. All right. All right. Let's look at a little bit uh, individual. So we talked about things that you've improved so far, but let's look at the season as a whole. Is there one personal statistic out there that you would like to meet this season you know would you you know whether it be touchdowns tackles whatever you can think of is there something individually personalized that you would like to see in the statter record book um why don't Jabari, let's start with you um i think i would most like to get my receptions you know at least three three catches a game okay uh Schrufer? Uh, I would like to just execute the plays a lot like better and get my blocks down so then the running backs can get through. Yeah, we don't get to um, see the offensive line grades, but I know they do that for you. So um, you'll, that'll have to be an internal uh, check mark that you'll have to track week to week, you and Chase. Although, uh, uh, do you, either of you have anything defensively um, that you uh, would like to focus on if you get to play on defense this year? Uh, my tackles. Tackles. You yeah. have a number in your in your head. Uh, plus over like seventy. Over seventy, excellent, Adrian. That would be yeah. that would be quite the mark to get to. That would be a great great mark for uh for your senior season. Uh, Jack, what about you? Um, I'm thinking like ninety percent touchback percentage and a field goal over fifty. Okay. And Caleb, what about you? Is there one that sticks out to you, offensive or defensively? Um, at the end of last season, I mean, it's going to be harder now that there's uh, less amount of games, but a 1,000 passing, a 1,000 rushing. Okay, in that 1,000-1,000 club. 
Yep, that is a is a great mark every year. And I know Jeff Reinert from the Lancaster newspaper. He always chronicles the uh, quarterbacks that are able to get there. How about you guys tell me, and anyone can jump in on this, who are your leaders on the team? Who are the guys that get everyone together, make sure they're on the same page, or the ones that can come up to you and just say, hey, let's get focused and get ready to play? Who are who are your team leaders for 2020? Troy. Yeah. Carson, yeah. Troy Corson. I was going to say Cappy, yeah. Capitano. Anyone else showing uh, leadership this offseason? Caleb. Yeah, Caleb's been showing leadership. Okay. Good. Good. Excellent. Well, those are three big names that were big contributors last year, so it's good to have those guys stepping up as we enter 2020. Oh, yeah. And Mason, Mason Leonard, too. Oh, Mason? Excellent. All right. All those guys, hopefully we can track them down during the year because they're definitely guys that we would like to talk to on the show as well. So, uh, Coach Raffoff, you got anything to ask? Um, I would just say, so with the uh, crazy like spring and summer, um, I'm sure more responsibility was kind of put on you guys as individuals. So I know some of you touched on this a little bit, but like, how did you take that kind of personal accountability when there wasn't as much team accountability, maybe through the spring? And then I know in the summer it picked up a little bit in July, but like, what did you do through the spring and then early summer to kind of either stay in shape or get stronger or whatever it was you were doing? Um, I don't know about the field field a lot. Let's go ahead, Adrian. Uh, we just hit the field a lot as a team. We, um, we ran. Did some footwork. Yeah. Did one-on-ones. in shape. You guys are... Yeah, I, I know a lot of you guys were posting to uh, to, to Twitter your, your individual workouts, things that you were taking upon yourself to uh, get the work in. Uh, so it was nice to see all of you having that accountability, even without the coaching staff able to do it right there with you. Um, it was really, really great to see you guys working, whether it was with a professional trainer or just getting a few of your, your guys there on the field to uh, – you know, throw throw and catch, work on your footwork, get your kicks in. Uh, I know all of you were very active in that regard. Yeah, um, Justin Weller, he actually helped he, he helped me work on my arm over the offseason, but he also helped out the receivers work on their footwork and their hands too. He was a big help. All right, so let's talk about them a little bit here. So we got the quarterback here, and we got um, – a wide receiver and a tight end here. Who are the other offensive weapons we're going to see on the field this season? Uh, you know, we, we you talked about Mason being a leader. We got him in the backfield. Troy out at wide receiver. Who are the other? Who are the couple of the other names that are going to be on offense this season? Um, Jaden Jones in the backfield too. Uh, and who's going to be with uh, Jabari and Troy at wide receiver? Um, there's 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 actually a few kids. There's Michael, there's Spencer Tanga, there's Andon, TJ Flight, Josh Drake, Evan Williams. Yeah. Gannon Brubaker has also been working on receiver. Yeah. Okay. Now is Gannon still still getting time at quarterback as well? Yeah. Him yeah, him and Cam, they they actually both been getting work at receiver. So they switch every other day where they're at. All right, excellent. Let's talk a little bit about the upcoming schedule. We know it's kind of been truncated. You're not going to get the full 10 games in. However, we were able to get you to hook up with Mifflin, uh, which is always a highlight. But you tell me, what's your most anticipated regular season game? And if it is going to be Mifflin, which other game intrigues you the most? 
Definitely Township. Um, yeah, township. We didn't have a great game to begin with, and we could have played a lot better. And plus, um, it's good to have a rematch. There were only regular season loss last year, so close that one out. So Mifflin and Town. First two games, Mifflin Township. Those are the big ones, huh? Yeah. Yep. All right. So um, we talked a little bit about maybe the two the two B seniors. You know, you guys in the seniors this fall of who's going to step up, who's going to make a name for themselves. Who are some of the uh, underclassmen that you think will be a, a huge part of the team this year that the uh, fans and community should know about? Jaden Jones played last year, but he's definitely a huge part of our defense, and he does a lot in offense as well. So, John Ramsey, I think. He's going to be good this year. All right. Jones and Ramsey. Um, Anyone else? I think um, can, can, uh, Jack Jay Dendle. Dendle. He's, uh, yeah, he's a big kid, and he's looking to uh, fill a spot on the line that we need. All right. Caleb, did you have one? I would also, I would also say – Jaden's younger brother, Cameron Jones. He's been getting cornerback reps. Cornerback reps. Team. Excellent. Mm-hmm. So a nice young, young crop of talent to go with our, our group of seniors. Yeah. All right. Uh, how how disappointing will it be if you have to play your games without spectators? Is that something that really I mean, obviously you want to have your friends and family there, but if it comes down to spectators can't be there, is it going to be a huge disappointment? Do you think it will impact you? What What is your take on that? Um, it'll definitely be different, that's for sure. Yeah, the crowd but, I mean, gets everybody yeah. into it. No I was, spectators. I was, I was watching the high school football games this past weekend. They had fans. They seem to make it work. No spectators would almost be um, – just another year of uh, our freshman season. Hardly anybody showed up <laughs> to those games. But, um, yeah, definitely the crowd builds the atmosphere of um, the game. Yeah. yeah. The, the crowd. The crowd's always nice, but for positions like myself, it might make my job just a touch easier. <laughs> but, <laughs> but, yeah, it's definitely – Yeah, there's no fans on this. I'll miss the tradition of run, uh, walking in front of the bleachers, giving everybody a high five. Yeah. Yeah. So it's always cool. All right. So, you know, you guys are all, you know, two, three, even more years into, um, you know, making Wilson football memories. What has been your best or the most memorable to date uh, when it comes to Wilson football? What do you um, cherish or what do you remember uh, so far entering your senior year? For me, um, no. go ahead, Jabari. No, you got it, Jack. Well, for me, probably sophomore year against Central Boston, we didn't really play that great, but first game we ever, well, I ever had uh, on the varsity spot, you know, once the nerves are gone and everything, you just enjoy the atmosphere. It's just a really great experience. Okay, so Central Dolphin 2018. Um, I would say last year's Mifflin game. Yeah. Yeah, that that was exciting. Yeah, yeah. I believe it was actually exactly a year ago today. So yeah, it was a year ago today. Yeah, anytime you can go up six to one nothing, you're having a pretty good night. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> for sure. Uh, Jabari, what about you? Um, I'm sorry. What was the question again? Oh, what's your favorite Wilson football memory so far? Um, uh, to be honest, I just think it's um, 
it's like the camps at OVC and the summer workouts. It's just that being together, like the downtime, like after you're done working hard and just that downtime with like your like brothers, that's just that's just the best feeling. Yeah, we, we get that yeah. usually every year. There's a, a couple people that say those LVC camps, those team activities are the most memorable parts, and it's a shame that you guys didn't get to do that this year. Yeah. Um, Adrian, what about you? I would say the same thing Jabari said, like camp, like summer workouts and being with our teammates. Yeah. All right. Chase? Um, definitely the family feeling. It's more like um, it's not just a team. It's more of a family. And uh, when you're working hard For sure. at the end of the week, you get a victory. It just feels great to know that you did it with your brothers. So. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Awesome. And Whether you played or not. Trufer. Uh I have to agree with Caleb. They, uh, all the like build up to that game and then just how it turned out, it was very, very fun. Yeah. That game is uh, definitely memorable, um, and I think they're going to remember it too entering this year. So I, I'm sure. They're going to be ready to roll on September 18th, especially coming to your house uh, after what you did to them last year at their house. They're not going to forget that anytime soon. I'm sure you've been talking to a lot of those guys on that team, and they make you aware of it all the time. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> All right. Just a couple of questions left here for you. Um, what's it like to play for Coach Doms? <laughs> tell tell totally. tell everyone what it's like to play for him. Uh, <laughs> uh, I think we we, we I think we all learn he control he happens to control the weather at practice. Yeah. 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 Stuff, man. There, there will be the darkest gray so gray skies you see, yet no rain. Yeah, my, um, actually, our sophomore year, uh, he looked at a storm cloud that was coming our way. It just kind of made a breaststroke into the cloud, and it just split and went right around Bulldog. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny because uh, the seniors I interviewed last year said the exact same thing about how he can control the weather. So I don't know. Uh, I mean, he, he is very uh, scientifically minded, so uh, he's, he's operating on another level with the atmosphere. It's all that experience. Yeah, it is. All right, how about um, things you guys might do, you know, in the week leading up to game or even before a game, such as superstitions or routines? Do you guys buy into that? Do you do anything specific? Yeah. The pre, like the senior starter dinner on the Thursday before the game, usually. Right. Do that. I don't know if we're doing that this year, but yeah. I remember, I remember last year after every Thursday practice, there'd be a specific order of the people who touched the bulldog. And then it would, I remember Adrian would always be first and then he would always have to be the first one to go into the locker room. <laughs> so is that going to continue this year? Are you allowed to touch the bulldog this year? Um, that I'm not sure. I'm not sure about that. <laughs> we'll have to wipe it down in between everyone. Is there anything actually funny the way it worked? It was almost true. The yeah. township game. That's when it was out of order and we lost. Yeah, it's actually true. <laughs> oh, well, let, let's make sure we have an established line this year. Everyone follows the proper, proper order. Um, any anything specific? You know, music, uh, shirts, anything like that. Anyone buy into that, or is it mostly more of a team aspect that you, your superstitions revolve around? Yeah, uh, it's more of a team aspect. Mm -hmm. uh, 
uh, I don't know if you all grew up um, in, in the Wilson area, but did you have a favorite high school football player while you were growing up? You know, when you were running around in Little League playing uh, for, uh, you know, Mites, Midgets, uh, those leagues, was there a high school player at the time that you looked up to and uh, just wanted to emulate when you got to the high school level? Probably Nick Borelli for me. Okay. Um, as a kicker, I mean, you're kind of limited to your options, but Nick, especially when I practiced with him a couple of times, he's always so gracious with me, always so nice. I mean, he was always did his job on the field, and the very few times he did, you could see the emotion on his face. He never once, like, put it off. He was always um, just a really great guy. He also had some huge kicks against Mifflin. Yeah, yeah, that he yeah. did. Anyone else? Anyone have a, a specific um, high school player that you uh, remember watching? Um, for me, definitely in elementary school and early middle school, whoever was carrying the ball, I just wanted to score a touchdown. <laughs> but um, in seventh and eighth grade, it ended up being – uh, just the entire team in general. I just wanted to be on the team. Yeah. All right. And um, how about uh, at the the next levels? Uh, do you guys uh, have a, a big fandom in for the NFL or college teams? Like, who who do you watch uh, on Saturdays and Sundays when they're playing? Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson. All right. Yeah. Jason Kelsey by far. Kelsey. Okay. Yeah. Eagles. Eagles. Julio Jones. Julio Jones. Boswell, Boswell, <laughs> Packers. Uh, any anyone in college right now that you really like to watch? Uh, Alabama. Alabama. Alabama <clears throat> again. <laughs> <laughs> well, I like to watch Arizona State. Arizona State, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Penn State. I like to watch Penn State a lot. Right, well, that's the right answer. Thank you, Matthew. <laughs> yeah. uh, Justin, you got anything else you want to ask these guys? I'm good. You you got it. All right. Well, then the last question for for the six of you before we go is, uh, you know, it's a unique uh, setting here in 2020. Thankfully, um, you've gotten the green light to start practicing tomorrow, and hopefully, we can get uh, these games played and and maybe even a playoff run. But what is your message to the fans in the Wilson community as you? Uh, you seniors get ready to take the field at Gursky for uh, for the last time this year. Number one, thank you for the support, especially when the school board was meeting to determine if we were going to play or not. All their support, the videos and everything everyone made, that really helped. Yeah. yeah. Um. Um, there's a hill. If you guys want to make some noise, you can watch the game from there. Um. <laughs> yeah, I've heard a lot of people say that that uh, will be um, a, a unique place to um, maybe congregate on Friday nights uh, during maybe during football games. Maybe not. I don't know. I don't condone or, or organize anything <laughs> in that in that way. So I'm not going to be involved in that. Um, but we'll make sure that we get your uh, your games out there to the public, whether Wilson live streams it, whether I do something, but I'll make sure we get uh, pictures and highlights and make sure everyone knows how you guys are faring uh, on Fridays this fall. So 
Um, I think that's pretty that's much really it good. from yeah. us. So uh, yeah. definitely want to thank the six of you for joining us. And I look forward to talking to each of you and a bunch of other uh, Wilson football players uh, following Bulldog victories Friday night in just a few weeks. Yep. Thank you for having Thank us. You. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you, guys. All Thank right. You. Thanks, guys. You have a good evening and good luck this week. Thank you, too. Thank, Thank you. you. Go dogs. Thank you. All right. So that was our interviews with the senior football players, six of them there with us. I appreciate them taking the time. I know uh, the quality of the uh, audio and video feed wasn't always the best, but, uh, you know, we got to do with what we can here in 2020 as everyone can, you know, nature continues to throw wrenches at us. I was going to say, and also just like, uh, you know, kind of not going to be picky about what we get, you know, like in terms of, you know, number of games, you know, uh, the number of games isn't, you know, the same. It's going to be fewer, all that stuff. That's all right. If we get games, we'll take it right. Like it's kind of one of those things where, I'll take what we can get at this point. Right, so, that's really so all that if, like, Right, if these online, you know, the, the virtual interviews here, if that's what we can get, we'll take it. It just kind of goes with the with the theme right now, right? right? Just, just go with the flow. Just take what we'll get. You know, heat acclimatization starts tomorrow. Right. The season is finally here. Three weeks late. We're probably only going to get, I mean, we're guaranteed at least seven games. Um well, guaranteed in air quotes. Yes, but yes, yes. We're hopeful we are to get scheduled. We're we are scheduled, scheduled seven for seven games. games. Um, and and it, this is one of those things like you can actually play up to nine, but if you're playing up to nine, you're either doing really well in the playoffs or you didn't do well enough to make the playoffs because you can add two more games at the end of the season. Hmm. Um, so, um, you know, I know Wilson never wants to talk about that. Fans don't want to talk about that. Um hmm. But if Wilson's not one of the top four teams in District 36A, there is the opportunity to add a game the weekend of, I think that would be like November 5th or 6th. Yeah, um, I don't, I don't know. I think it's like the 6th and the 13th. So, um, you know, should they not make the playoffs, they play Manheim Central, they get their seven games in, there's a chance um, if the scheduling works out, they can find the teams and all the health and safety is all worked out and everything's okay. They could get two more games. Um but hey, you could also get two more games if you make the district uh, championship and then move into whatever would come after that, if anything comes after that. Right, right. But you know what? And and the guys kind of talked about this early on, especially with some of the questions. Like, they just, they're doing what they can do, right? They like, can't worry about the other stuff that's out of their control. It's out of lots of people's control. Um, or, honestly, you could probably say anyone's control. Um, but... They, they're just doing what they can do and um, hoping for the best. Prepare and hope for the best. That's all you can do. Yeah, for sure. So, um, But it was good. I was glad the six of them could join us. Yeah, it was, uh, it was really good. Yeah. And I one, one of the things I took away was, like, every year the guys, you know, they give us the, you know, it's it's a team game, all that stuff. But, like, they they really seemed like they were really into that team aspect. Um of, of things and and that's that's always good because it's it's going to be a group effort um you know we do return some some key guys yep but at the same time we have to replace some key guys that that we lost to graduation and, and things like that so um it's it's not going to be just one guy stepping up and, and completely making up for all of that it's going to be a group effort to kind of get that done so uh 
you know, it, it sounds like they're working hard and hopefully they'll be ready to go. Yeah, and I'm sure knowing the, the coaching staff and the work they've done over the yeah. last, let's see, 40, 40 years, <laughs> um, you know, th- they'll be ready and they'll have guys in the spots. And if something isn't working out in the season, you know, the actual games get here, they'll make adjustments. Uh, but it's it should be another strong season in West Lawn. The team looks great on paper and that usually translate to success on the field. And what a unique situation Wilson football yeah. and, and all high school football in 2020 will be. Um, I, I I know the spectator thing is the new focus. We wanted to make sure that they could play. Um, that was done quite well. Um, PIAA decided to move ahead. Wilson eventually decided to move ahead. Um, and thank you to everyone that helped out with the pictures and videos for the, uh, the, the video plea that was sent out and for the community members that did contact the board members and, and I'm sure the administration too. Uh, and I do think it's important to, uh, to acknowledge the administration stepping up and saying, we believe in the health and safety protocols that have been established for both the return to learn and the return to play. Um, that's backed by a variety of medical professionals, including our head athletic trainer, Kiernan. And, uh, you know, our old head athletic trainer, Doc Moore, is on the PAAA's uh, Sports Medicine Advisory Committee. And there was an article in the paper today that quotes Doc about uh, high school sports going ahead during this uh, global pandemic. Uh, But I think uh, the board heard everyone and they said, okay, we're going to give this a go. So don't disappoint them or anyone else. Continue to follow the health and safety protocols. Right. Like, and and, and that's, we've talked about this a bunch. We've talked about it on here and everything like the, you know, decisions to give opportunities are great, but you can't just throw it all away. You need to make the most of those opportunities. And that includes doing all the little things here and there, whether it's wearing the masks or keeping your distances and all of those things. Um, you know, you got to keep doing the things that got us to this point in order to uh, be able to keep having success with those policies. Right. So everyone continue to wear your masks, practice social distancing when you can use hand sanitizer. If you're sick, stay home. Like just let's make sure that the students can stay in school and then our student athletes can perform on the field or wherever it may be. And um, everyone participating in the extracurriculars gets to have some sort of normal right. um, because it's very important for them. Yep. And it's, uh, you know, the, the spectator thing is tough. It, it is tough. And, and we've had this discussion, too, because it's tough for me because my kids aren't old enough to be playing. You know, like I, I kind of feel odd discuss not discussing it like i can talk anything sports you know (laughs) as we as we that's literally what we're doing here but you know i i feel like at an odd spot because it's not my my child playing like and i can't speak for someone who who it is you know and and we see all those things every year so that it's tough it is tough i think it, it was huge that we're able to move forward with them playing right now because yes. that's the bigger factor. That, that um, was the, that was the golden goose. That's what we needed. Right. We got it. Let's keep that going. Let's get to the games. Cause they don't all, I mean, other than 
what golf, cross country, and tennis, no other um, major team events happen until September 18th, which is football. And then right after that, uh, you will have everything else will start um, mid end of September. So there's still three weeks here that we got to be good to go. And hopefully spectator stuff will change right now. There are no spectators. You can, cannot be there. And I'll repeat this, and I've said it many times. This has nothing to do with Wilson. This is mm. not a an athletic department or an administration or a school board thing. This comes from the governor's office, and I know it was adopted by the BCIAA. They just announced that. Um, I know during the school board meeting last week, they talked about wanting to address the spectator issue on the extracurricular committee and then the school board. Uh, those conversations would be happening uh, September 8th and September 14th. I would expect to know more from a Wilson perspective on spectators and then the the live streams that I, they're working on. I'll also be interested to see if the LL League takes a formal stance well, right. on it in, in the effort to whatever they decide. Again, that's not a, again, not a Wilson decision. <laughs> um, but whatever it is they decide to kind of make it sure it's kind of um, the same across the board. I don't know that they'll do that. I, that's yeah, just I don't something know. that I um, wonder if they would do that. I guess I was a little surprised that the BCIA came out and said they would be sticking to the, the um, guidance that says 250 max at outside events, 25 at inside. And that includes the people participating in the event. Right. That's not spectators. That's literally right. teams, coaches, the, managers, trainers, officials. One of the interesting things is I... And I guess maybe maybe that decision does need to be made earlier. Like I'm like, why do you need to make that decision now? But I guess you need schools need to plan, you know, accordingly. So maybe that's why they had to kind of make that decision now instead of closer to the time when that would uh, come into play. But again, I'm not in those spots. I don't have to make those decisions. So yeah. easy for me to <laughs> say, hey, wait. I guess it would be interesting from a Wilson football perspective, if the LL league doesn't make a mandate and leaves it up to schools, which would allow schools to maybe designate multiple zones within a facility, which is, was the discussion very preliminary, nothing final about Gursky stadium being, you know, home is allowed to fit home size allowed to 50 away sides allowed to 50 or something like that uh, as a means to get around, which would allow you to have, Two teams full with filled with players, coaches, trainers, managers, game officials, uh, homeschool administration that needs to be there to operate the right. facility, uh, media members, and you may still have maybe two hundred to two hundred fifty spaces left if both sides of the field of the complex can be used um, legally. You know, and then you probably can give out two tickets per player or something like that. Again, that doesn't solve the problem for, you know, lifelong fans and community members. But remember, the, the hierarchy goes, the students getting to play, <sighs> then the parents of those students, then everyone else. That's right. that's how it works. Right. And that's how it should work. And I think that's how it will work if we even get there. Right. Right. Yeah. That does. It, it sounds terrible. and I don't mean to minimize it, but that deciding who gets to go to a game is a good problem because that implies that there is a game. Right. Um, and, and again, easy. It's a little easier for me to say because it's not my child playing. I, I understand that. And I feel terrible for the whole situation. But 
if if it means we get games, I, that's that's if that's the option we're with, um, then that's what we have to take. Just kind of like we said with everything else, like it's it's not the ideal situation, but we'll take what we can get at this point. Right. It's better than what we were left with at the end of winter and spring, where right. we didn't get to finish the swimming and diving championships. You didn't get to finish the basketball championship. Right. There were kids at swimming championships, literally, who they're like, oh, no, we're actually cutting this session short, and your race is now canceled right. you know, for a state championship. Like, not, you know, not that any one is worse, but like, you know, you're in the pool warming up, and then next thing you know, nope, it's just not happening. Okay. Yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's not great. Um, but I think we've said all we can about the spectators right, and right. the school board and, uh, and everything. So, uh, anything else to add for this episode before the season gets underway with, uh, heat acclimatization and the first week of practice? No, just to emphasize again, you know, we've had success with the safety protocols that have been put in place. Keep making good decisions and, and that will help keep those safety protocols successful um, and, and therefore increase likelihood of more positive outcomes, right? Like um, I was talking to first week of school last week, talking to kids about like effort and habits. And if you make those, if you make a lot of effort, if you put in a lot of effort and you make sure you're performing good habits, good things will happen. And that applies in so many places, not just obviously in a science classroom. Right. All right. So then before we go, before we close out, I want to give um, one last opportunity to small player, big play to uh, let you all know what they're about. Small player, big play app, the all sports social media app for young athletes, live stream events for your friends and family who can't be there. At home or at work, they can watch your streaming on their phones or on TV by using a mirroring device or AirPlay 2. Download the app from the App Store or Google Play and create an account using a valid email address. That's it. Now you can find friends, join groups, or make new ones. You can upload and watch your own content for free. Watch YouTube uploads for free. Even more streaming options are available with our subscription plans and in-app purchases. Download the app and start sharing with the world your passion for sports today. All right. So once again, we thank May Sandwich Shop and Small Player Big Play for sponsoring the show. Please visit uh, them at Small Player Big Play on the Apple or Google App Stores. All right, so we will be back in two weeks' time on Sunday, September 13th. And during that show, again, we hope to have some interviews with assistant coaches and uh, some maybe video highlights or at least a verbal recap of the scrimmage against Cocalico. Uh, anything anything to say, Justin, before we get going? No, just another thanks to the guys uh, for joining us. I yes. know Sunday nights can be... Uh, busy, um, but I appreciate them taking the time to join us. Yeah, this is the only Sunday night they'll be able to do that from here on out. They'll yes. probably be watching film. Yeah, hopefully so. they are Sunday nights are busy for a while. So. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So, all right. Well, I think that wraps up episode um, five of the Bulldog Hour 6 season. We'll be back for episode six in two weeks. Uh, until next time, just remember, go Bulldogs!
Thanks for listening to this week's episode of the Bulldog Hour. Want more Wilson football? Follow the show on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Subscribe to the podcast on iTunes and SoundCloud. Or visit www.bulldoghour.com. The Bulldog Hour is a feature program on jmnjrradio.com.